welcome to the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. My name is Stephen Dutzman. I am your host, and I am joined, as always, by one of my very best friends in the whole wide world, Amanda Fair, the Princess of Power. How are you? I, I, you know what? I'm okay. I'm not even just pandemic okay. I'm like just like baseline okay. Baseline okay. All right. You know what? That's actually that's that that's is like pandemic great. good. That's pandemic good. I'm very okay with that. Very happy to hear that. Also joined, this is board game week, by the way. So that means we are joined by the Mistress of Magnificence, that otherwise known as Mom, Linda Robel. Linda, how are you? <laughs> I'm actually doing really well. We're back to school. I'm back in front of my students. And as much as it's weird and it's hard, it feels really good to be back. It's glad to have you back. Linda, it has been a couple of weeks since we've done a board game episode, even though I promised folks that we would. The video game stuff has just been been crazy. And next week is going to be nuts, too. So uh, we wanted to make sure we did a board game episode because we've got stuff to talk about. There's been some board game announcements that led to us talking about some other topics. Our pre-show meeting was quite lively talking about some of these board games that we want to get into. But before that, I want to tell you, I want to ask you the two of you a question. I did not prepare for, prepare you for this in the because why would I do that? That would be that would de- defeat the purpose of this. Would you drink a Dugarita? I would absolutely never drink a Dugarita. I don't know what that is. Therefore, no. <laughs> I mean, it's a margarita made with Mountain Dew. OK, definitely. Uh, no. OK. Um. <laughs> Is it does it make does it weird you guys out that I kind of would? I think I might. That's pretty on brand, actually. On brand. I mean, I don't drink, so this would be like my one for the year. But it feels like like I have to. You know, it feels like I it feels like I I have a moral obligation to do so. Everybody, I'll report back uh, when I can find one. Apparently, they're only available at Red Lobster right now. They are. Um, I saw that on social today and I was like, this is the most on brand Steve thing ever. It really is. The real problem is Mountain Dew Social is like a little weird right now because somebody was like, hey, wow, I really want one. And they're like, you could totally go to a restaurant right now and get one. And they were like, I know we technically could, but you know that there's like stuff going on. And come on, the Fire Nation is attacking. And Fire Nation so is anyway. definitely attacking. Yeah, so at least the Fire Nation is at least attacking enough that going to Red Lobster for a Dugarita is not like a necessary thing. I don't. Can think. you get that to go? I'm sure in some states you can. I know my my brother and sister in law before they moved out of their apartment in Vermont, they were able to order uh, adult beverages. <laughs> to go from one of the places that they ordered food from. I believe Connecticut has relaxed that blue law in light of the pandemic. I don't know if it was a limited time and had an expiration on it though. Yeah. I think, I think part of the experience would be the really awkward interaction with me and the people around me and the waitress. When I order a Dugarita, like I think just ordering it over like an over like DoorDash just, just loses some of <laughs> You know, it loses the magic fair. of the dorkiness. Yeah, <laughs> just a little. I would because here's what would happen: the three of us would be around the table. I would order it. The waitress and would we be would like, "Side eye cool. you something fierce." 
Correct. The yes. waitress or waiter, whatever, <laughs> would order and would would not think anything of it because it's an item on the menu. And I definitely look like the kind of guy that would order a Dugarita at a Red Lobster. And then the two of you and anyone else that was there with us, because presumably if the three of us were there, it would be a large group. I would imagine. Would definitely yeah. all take turns making fun of me. It would be like that scene in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie where all four turtles go and fight Shredder one at a time. That's what you guys would all do. You'd be the turtles. I'd be Shredder one at a time coming to get me. And that's what would happen. I would imagine it that way. So anyway, that was my Don't that was that. my funny story. Dugaritas. <laughs> Before we get too much farther, I do want to thank our sponsors. We got two. The first one is literally Amanda, but let's do it anyway. It is the Virtual Economy Podcast. So if you're listening to the show, that means you like games. It's just I think that's a safe assumption. That's probably a safe assumption. If you listen to the show and don't like games, please reach out to me on social. I would love to talk to you about why you subject yourself to me if you don't like <laughs> games. But you like games. If you want to know how the business end of games works, I would encourage you to listen to the Virtual Economy Podcast. They put out all kinds of content every week to help explain how the things we love get paid for. And it is fascinating. And let me tell you, recently, there have been a lot of shenanigans for them to write about. Console launches and, you know, mistakes made by companies, not mistakes made by companies. It's been a yeah. wild ride. And so, yeah, it's been a time. And you also get some really good guests on there. We you do. Got, We've got- had Matt Piscatella, who is an analyst over at MPD Group. He has been on our show uh, twice, like so for the last couple of episodes, and he's coming back this week as well, because all we're doing is talking about pricing for next gen consoles, which, of course, one of the financial analysts would have something to say about that. So I would encourage everybody, give them a listen, especially if you are interested in how games get paid for. As I say all the time, something that would be a sentence here (laughs) will get an hour-long discussion with expert commentary there. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, and also, you know, they make it kind of funny because they, you know, they make fun of We laugh at each other a lot. Very clearly. So Mike sings sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So... (laughs) Our second sponsor is the Engage Family Gaming Community. So if you like listening to me and Amanda and Linda talk, wouldn't you like to do that in text form on the Facebook? So if you do like that idea, head on over to EngageFamilyGaming.com slash community or just search for Engage Family Gaming Community on Facebook and you will get our Facebook community. It's a group of about 300 some odd people. And we ask questions and we share memes and we talk, we give advice and talk about some of the content we produce here. But most importantly, it's just a bunch of like-minded parents that are all interested in either the games that we play or the games our kids play. And yeah, it's fun. I like it in there. It's pretty good. Good time. And we don't spam you like a lot of those other groups do. It's very, it's very peaceful. So, That's it. That's our sponsors. We got two. Let's get to work. Last week, I think it was last week. I can't remember. Recently, Wizards of the Coast announced a new expansion for Magic the Gathering. I'll make it quick because Linda doesn't need a nap. Well, actually, she she does need a nap. But we're here to work. True. Darn it. (laughs) Man. Versus. This new expansion is coming out very soon, end of this month, and it is set in the plane of Zendikar, 
basically it means the the world has come to life and it's all about adventure and like you know like pulpy indiana jones kind of stuff but in a fantasy world and the planet is literally alive and trying to kill people it's a thing called the royal it's bad news so uh there's a whole bunch of story stuff in fact there is a novel coming soon and if i'm remembering correctly that novel is written by brandon sanderson who is not a no-name author. Hashtag big deal in fantasy. Hashtag big deal. So he is writing the novel. The not. It's not the novelization of the set because that's not how it works. But it's a novel set in that universe to help yes. explain some of the activities. But you know, sets are are the story of sets are crazy. So. I won't get into the mechanics. That's crazy. There's a written article on EngageFamilyGaming.com already that explains some of the returning mechanics and some of the new mechanics. It's cool stuff. It's coming out the end of this month. They also, in that very same live stream, gave us a an interesting look at the roadmap for 2021. And that's one of my favorite parts of Magic is that they really do go out of their way to tell us, like, what is coming. And so here's what they told us. They basically said we got four – they have five sets coming out next year. So in the spring, we're going to a Viking world, which which is brand new. And I love it. Yeah, it's never happened. Brand new world. So we're going to Vikings. The second one, which is in the early summer – is essentially a planeswalker magic academy Mm -hmm. so it's like harry potter but like good (laughs) and but less uh, yikes but less yikes yeah but less yikes we don't know i'm not i'm gonna reserve judgment on whether it's good or not but it seems cool so it's a bunch of warring schools i'm guessing they will each represent a color or combination of colors because that's how magic works then in the in the fall. Now, this is a big one. Late summer, early fall. Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, which is a Dungeons and Dragons themed Magic the Gathering set. It's just bananas. Amanda, when I told you that, so I remember texting you because immediately I was like, I got to talk. My to eyes fell out of my head a little. Tell me. Tell me. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Tell me what went through your mind when you heard that. Uh is this real? <laughs> Are you serious? Okay. Like, I know they're owned by the same company, right? I know that yeah. I know this logically. I know from an IP perspective that this is totally a reasonable thing to do, that they do this kind of thing all the time with other collaborations. But in that moment, I was like, this might be the thing that pulls me back. This might be the thing. I'm screwed. <laughs> I mean, I think I think you're probably going to be safe, Linda. As a person who plays the Dungeons and Dragons, does this do anything for you? Like, are you even kind of interested in this? So, I'm interested in seeing it. I'm interested in hearing more about it. It doesn't make me want to go play Magic. It's right. not going to bring me that far forward. But I want to see the artwork. I want to see what they do to bring it. You know, integrate those two worlds. All right, that's fair. That's fair. That uh, frankly, that's farther than I thought it was going to pull you. So I'm impressed. The good news for Amanda, like as far as being screwed, I don't think you're going to have to go all in and buy a full 
standard deck, right? Because what I think is really going to be cool about what they're going to do with this, like it feels to me like this is where it would be a great opportunity for them to go all in on like themed decks and pre-constructed decks and stuff like that. Because the Venn diagram of people who play both Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering (laughs) is not exactly a circle. But it's close. But it's pretty close. And the people who play one are at least predisposed to play the other one. True. And given Sometimes. the long yeah, and given the long history of both games, have probably at one point picked up the other product. And they've done a great job over the last couple of years of making awesome Magic the Gathering themed Dungeons and Dragons project yeah. products. You know, I'm looking right here next to me, I have two Magic the Gathering Dungeons and Dragons books right there and they made some free PDFs before. So I think, and I'm certain that they're going to make either a Zendikar or an Innistrad one because Innistrad makes more sense, really. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're making two more Innistrad sets at the end of next year. So you want gothic horror. That's all then. One set all about vampires, another set all about werewolves. They're as of yet unnamed. Literally, they're called Innistrad dash werewolves. Innistrad dash vampires literally okay. as uh, literally as on the nose as you could possibly be but that's really good as that's uh, really good seo so mm-hmm. i'm down with it so that was my first instinct was man if they're really gonna try and and pull people in that's clearly what this is for at it the very least though oh, I, I i think it has as good a shot as any i think <laughs> the other thing that's really interesting about it is that it is an opportunity to get a bunch of people to buy product that might not necessarily play the game. You know, they've done a pretty cool amount of work on making the game more collectible. Like you can actually buy boosters right now that are just collectors stuff. So full art cards and foils and special stuff like that, where it's not focused on drafting, where you can just buy cool collector's items. And so I would bet that some of the focus with this Dungeons and Dragons set is going to be in that direction for the nerds that are going to play this game and are going to really want that Dungeons and Dragons experience. I would bet that they are going to put some energy into that. Yeah, They may hook some of those people that are like where I am. I don't really want to sit down and invest in playing the game, but hey, if I can buy a little booster pack and get some cool cards I can frame and hang in the game room. Yeah. Or exactly. something like that, they may get dollars from me for something like that. True. Or just a look see. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, look at this. This is weird. Let me see what's in it. So we are clearly going to talk more about this set as it gets closer. Literally, all they did was give us the name. Now, the name did give us a little bit of information because it told us what setting they are using for the Dungeons and Dragons Magic the Gathering set, which is they're using Forgotten Realms, which is, I don't want to say it's like their primary game world that they use but it's pretty close if it's not the primary and that tells us a little bit about some of the characters we might see and some of the places that we might go and talking to my sons right like he immediately was like oh well does that mean xanthar from xanthar's guide to everything is going to be a planeswalker and i was like maybe man you know (laughs) wouldn't Um, that be so cool (laughs) well also do you make a Forgotten Realms Magic the Gathering set and not include Drist Duerden as a Planeswalker in it? 
I don't know if that's even, I don't know if that's a thing. I mean, for me personally, right? They're just so intertwined. I don't know how to think about Forgotten Realms without, without Drizzt. So uh, it's just good so luck. ingrained in my head at this point. And if you don't know who Drizzt is, good luck Googling it. It's D-R-Y-Z-Z-T, I think. And there's definitely an apostrophe in there somewhere. There's so, really yeah, know. it's a lot. He yeah, has, I'm, trying, I'm trying to do the Googles just to refresh my memory and it ain't happening. Uh, he is, <laughs> it is not happening. <laughs> all right. So it's all good. He, he is the Dark Elf in fantasy fiction we're gonna find out more about this clearly they're gonna tell us more they've got a couple sets to go in the way and we will obviously be talking about them as well Uh, now that the infinite co-host is in his new place they have a recording location so he and i are going to start recording what i believe will be a monthly ish collectible card game show to go right onto the network That'll so be good. look for that relatively soon now that i've got the dude to help me so that led me to think and we all started talking about brand synergies looking l- l- listen to the business words and when when i said brand synergies Linda was like, Steve, why are you trying to use big words? That's not your brand. You shouldn't, you shouldn't try and do that. My brand. But, Am- but Amanda immediately was like, oh, business synergies. So <laughs> my ears perked up. I'm like, what's happening? Are we talking? We're talking about brand cooperation. What's going on? Brand collaboration. So tell us your feelings on just that topic in general. Like, first off, like what is a brand synergy? Just for those people listening that might be just completely lost. Like, what does it mean when we say that? So when we talk about when we talk about brands and we talk about how brands collaborate and they work together, some of them are better suited to work with each other than others. So you see a lot of collaborations in fashion. So these days, fashion is actually moving more towards collaborating with things like, I don't know, there's this uh, campaign with, I think, Louis Vuitton and League of Legends. That's a big one. That is a brand synergy. That's a partnership that is weird and magical, but also still somehow works. Um, In gaming, we see all kinds of brand synergies over in tabletop. It's harder to see it outside of Fortnite in the digital realm because Fortnite's just geared for a lot of those cross-brand promotions. So in Fortnite, you see things like Thanos showing up or like John Wick showing up, weirdly enough, even though John Wick is extremely not rated T. Yo, it, it was really weird when John Wick was in there. My favorite part is when I show my kids anything that has and when I show my kids anything that has him in it, they're like, oh, you mean they're like, oh, you mean that you mean that guy from Fortnite? And so that's that guy from Fortnite. Oh, I just I'm not even kidding. I'm like, hey, check it out. Check it out, Bill and Ted's and the the new Bill and Ted movie, and so Bill good. and Ted face the music, and they're like, it's got that guy from Fortnite in it, and I'm like, oh my lord, oh, we have a new lord. generation with a different connection. That's amazing. Oh, that <laughs> and hurts, you know what? Man. What was it? I think what what channel was it on? I think it was uh, it was one of the anyway. movie channels. No, the Matrix was on, and they were like, oh, it's got that guy from Fortnite in it. And I'm pretty oh, that sure hurts. for that. that I'm pretty sure for that deep. one. I'm pretty sure for that one, my oldest son was trolling me. But man, I think I withered and died. This whole season of Fortnite is brand synergy because it it's is, yeah, literally taken over. It's insane the amount it's, that they've taken it over. Yeah, it's it's a lot, and I mean, it it's you, Steve. You and I will talk about this, but I have some theories on why that is. We can talk on the video game podcast, but brand synergies yeah. and cross brand promotions. You will you will see them more often over in tabletop in terms of like licensing, right? We see lots and lots of licensed games. I mean, 
Um, the op does a ton of licensed games mm-hmm. and they, they've created their own kind of brand synergy as a result where it's just like, okay, well, we're not just, we're not just going to create an experience that is licensed where we just use the characters or whatever. We're actually creating a brand new kind of product within the product. So like Talisman Batman, brand new kind of game. It's a brand new kind yep. of talisman that only exists as the op hold it together, right? Yep. That is the best kind of brand synergy. By the way, that's how you pronounce it? Yeah, well, it used to be USAopoly, so... I've been calling it the OP. I should be calling it the op? I think it's the op. That's what I think of it as anyway. It's way better to say it that way than yeah, the OP. I don't know. I just thought it was OP. Yeah, it's I, the op for USAopoly. Um, all right, so it's the op. It's the op. The op does a lot of stuff like that, where they they do licensing, but they also do those brand synergies that turn into brand new kinds of products. One of the cooler things that we've seen over on this end, Steve, talk to me about Small World of Warcraft. Yeah, speaking of Small World of Warcraft. So this was just the natural progression while we were talking about all this stuff. And I was like, man, listen, what about Small World, which was a game that was not getting a lot of play or was not no. really even around. Uh, I thought it was done. Like, I really was like, Days of Wonder is, is finished. And that's fine. It had a great run. They did, did a ton of expansions for it. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, this announcement, and I think, did you feel my energy? I went Super Saiyan in my house. <laughs> did your hype levels reach 9,000? My hype. My hype levels are always at 9,000. They went to like another level. So Small World of Warcraft is essentially Small World set in the World of Warcraft universe, which makes perfect sense because for better or for worse. And And there are some folks that feel both ways. World of Warcraft is built around a war between... Different factions comprised of different races. So, you know, the Alliance, which is humans and el- and Night Elves for the and Gnomes for the Alliance uh, and, and Dwarves and Draenei and, you know, whatever. And the Horde, which is Orcs and Trolls and Tauren and Undead and then neutral races like Murlocs and, you know, other things like that. Murlocs being these really obnoxiously cute fish dudes. And... So it was so perfect, and I never thought it would have happened in a million years, just ever. And here we are with a version of Small World that is really a tribute to the World of Warcraft universe. And it's it, true. Man, it just came out this past – I think it just released like a week or so ago. I know you guys have your copy. It showed up, yeah. I know you guys have your copy. Mine is on the way. Shipping is weird. Sometimes the games show up right away. Sometimes you got to wait a while. But this is the kind of thing, right? You know, where you see an existing game and they just find a way to make it work. And, And in this case, I have not played it. I will admit I would have played it, say it like... like a convention or something if those existed but this game just was announced and it's not out my friends remember linda Linda, you remember conventions (laughs) those things in the dark ages i don't mean barely yeah i don't know like what, what the heck are those things about so man i'm stoked for small world of warcraft this is one of those games that needs to be here and i need to play it and I need to love it. But you know what else kind of fills this void? 
and is somewhat similar that I also need to play is Marvel Splendor. Uh, yes. Can we talk about Marvel Splendor, please? And how yeah. great Splendor is in general? I mean, Splendor is one of my favorite games of all time. Hands down. Because y'all know I love engine building games. Oh, yeah. Y'all know I love yep. engine building games. And this is, is like, like the best. I, I think, you know what? The more one of the best. It is one of the best. Uh, it's, it's like at that in wingspan. It's at least one of the best. I think it's arguably the best. Like I'm so stoked about it. And so this is one of those things that because there have been no conventions, we really know almost nothing about it other than it's obvious that how easy the theme is to work because in, in the normal splendor, you are collecting gems and using them to help make stuff. Okay. Whereas in you know Marvel, clearly the theme for the last many years has been all about collecting the Infinity Stones. And so I desperately need this game in my life. The good news is it's coming out very soon. It'll be out by the it'll be out by the end of the year. I'll be able to play it, report on it, take pictures of it, enjoy it. Hopefully. I can't imagine I wouldn't. Is it I possible? That, is it even possible that I wouldn't like this game? I don't even really think it is. It is. I mean, I, so unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so I realized I have been shirking my duties because I mentioned the, that game to the boys in anticipation of our recording today. And they're like, what's Splendor? Ooh. Oh, I'm like, oh, we need to fix this. Yeah, you <laughs> but they're all on board for getting the Marvel version. I mean, yeah, because I, I, your boys would be totally like, no, oh, we don't right. want any more Marvel games in our house, mom. That's crazy. That's not <laughs> Marvel. I should be getting my nuts. Marvel. I should be getting my Marvel United Kickstarter very soon. Oh, yeah. ours just arrived. Uh, how big of a box was it? OK, hold on. It's right behind me. I'll go get it. I really oh, want to know. So, Linda, can you, when she brings it, describe the size of the box relative to her person, because I'm curious. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a oh, that's a, well, I mean, a that's a cheap box. art. Yeah. How, is that so? Did you guys get the full thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, but we didn't get everything like in this shipment. Obviously, we just got the base. The base. Oh, oh, they're doing the base game first. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, they're not they're not sending everything, but uh, this this game looks bananas. I am super excited. Yeah, it is it is pretty cool. I've seen the the base games at tar, at uh the, the not the Kickstarter version, but I've seen the base game at Walmart a few times and been like, oh hey, I guess mine's coming soon. So you definitely need to get. Marvel Splendor when when the time comes so do I same here uh, I, th- I Gabe think love sure. Splendor right oh man it's so good so good so I guess the next question I mean there are a lot of these but I, I wanted to at least at least a little bit let's dream big <laughs> let's dream a little bit and use right. our imaginations so what are some collaborations that we would like to see we have not seen yet there are a lot of really cool collaborations that we could be seeing i mean i agree linda why don't you go first tell me okay do you have i i i have well i have half of it because i 
was thinking of like what properties I like to see made into, and I don't know who I'd pair it with. So maybe you, you can well, help me finish the other Amanda's, half. Amanda's really smart. She can figure it out. She is really smart. My brain only had so much bandwidth today. So right now my boys have been binge watching Avatar The Last Airbender. So I know there's the Legend of Korra pro-bending game that exists, which, by the way, their brains melted when I said, by the way, there's already a game. Another thing that's on the wish list. But for actually the original series, and my first thought was like, if there's a mechanic, because he has to learn the other three elements over the course of the series, some kind of like set collection or or engine building where he has to gain certain something under each element. Which so cool. that that could be really interesting as like an ascension kind of game, where like you are, yeah, yeah, where you're deck building, but maybe it's asymmetrical. So it's more like, what is that? There are a number of really great asymmetrical deck deck builders out there, mm-hmm. um, or even just deck games in general, where maybe your job as a bunch of his companions, like he's not a playable character. Aang's not playable. Mm, oh, that'd be fun. You have to right? play Tara or yeah, you or can play as one any of his Duco or something. Exactly, any of his friends. And the aim of the game is that like it's cooperative and collaborative, mm-hmm. and you have to help Ang learn all of the elements through building the right decks, the right combinations of cards, something like that. That's that really to me cool. would be really cool. But I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not sure what kind of a game that would be like. What the what the crossover for that would be. But it's got to be a deck game, and it's got to be asymmetrical. Yeah. That sounds super cool. Admittedly, that feels like a. It definitely is some kind of a deck building game where you're slowly learning new skills and picking stuff up. And it, you'd probably have to have your own like base stuff to to work with that. I am not a game designer, so I can't think of stuff. I want to <laughs> – how about this? I this, – this game actually exists. I just want them to bring it to the United States. Um, I really, really, really want them to make Star Wars Carcassonne and actually bring it here oh. now because oh. it exists it's only and it's it's a weird messy licensing issue and it's only in the UK so like technically i could get it but it would be many many dollars and i want That's them to just figure dollars. out their license i want them to figure out their licensing stuff and get it here and if you need to fine make it mandalorian themed cuz then you can put baby yodas in it and then you know it's going to sell if you put baby yodas in it it's true oh it's true like hotcakes like, because who doesn't want Baby Yoda stuff? I also want – this is going to sound real dumb, but I want one of those – you know those, like, stupid toy games where you're, like, don't wake daddy and, you know, there's other, like, oh, stupid things. awesome. No, I say stupid – when I say stupid, you know I don't mean it in a bad way. I guess that's true, yes. I want one of those, but where you are uh, – where where the toy thing is Baby Yoda. Like, I just want a toy of Baby Yoda that I have to play a board game with. And maybe it's you're trying to, like, sneak a snack from him or something. And if you if you make too much noise, he pushes the button from the new trailer that came out today. And he just right into his bucket. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you haven't watched the new trailer for The Mandalorian. I have not. Oh, it I is. need to go do that. Uh, it's pretty hype. Um, Sasha, Sasha Banks is in it. What? Really? Sasha Banks is in the second season of The Mandalorian. I 
wild. It, Linda's like, who's Sasha Banks? Sasha Banks is a professional wrestler. No um, wonder I don't know her name. She's the, <laughs> she's, she's the legit boss. Okay. Okay. By the way, that is the only time in my life I will say legit boss non-ironically because I'm describing an actual human being's gimmick. If you Google Sasha Banks, you'll know who I'm talking about. It's fine. Okay. She can she can do her own stunts. I'm True. sure she has at least one good fight scene. The Rock was in Star Trek Voyager, so anything is possible. Anything True. is absolutely possible. Anything is possible, and I would want to be in a movie with or in, a, in an episode with Baby Yoda. So I can't blame her. So that is what I would like. Amanda, what what do you yeah, think? Dream big. What what kind of what kind of I I did not dream big. I just want them to bring a game that they've already made over here. Okay. So I kind of slacked off. That's fine. It's fine. I've got a couple of options here. So I have Ice Cold because everybody loves that silly penguin game. Silly penguin and game. I, and I want to see a collaboration with SpongeBob. All right. Okay. Oh, that sounds so silly. Like how cool would that be where you have to Play as SpongeBob or as Patrick, and you're trying to like make your way around Bikini Bottom, and maybe there are different like maybe maybe it's not just like trying to get through doors or whatever, but you have to make like trick shots, and that could be really cool. That can could I, be really fun. Can I just take a, a a brief detour? Same deal, Ice Cool. Can we just have a collaboration with the NHL? I mean, where instead of penguins, where instead of penguins, your hockey players playing in an extreme hockey rink and you're trying to score goals on each other. But like, you know, it's this it's just the rink got weird. I don't know why we'd have to come up with some dumb reason, but they made a cartoon with Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky in it once. So like we could have something. So that's what I'm I'm going to take it to that level. I want the ice cool partnered with the NHL. I think SpongeBob would also work because SpongeBob is ridiculous as is the uh, ice cool game. I would also like a uh, SpongeBob SquarePants uh, tabletop role playing game. That could be super. That could be. Yep. Because adventuring in bikini bottom, I'll be honest. I don't like SpongeBob really at all. I'm not really a SpongeBob fan either. Like it's not really my thing, but my, but Mike loves SpongeBob. So I thought I would I thought I would give Mike a little bit of a nod, even though he's not in the room. That's fair. That's fair. Me saying I don't like SpongeBob, like literally Linda's husband, John, is in the other room. Like he doesn't know why he just started crying, but he did. <laughs> just he tears. Just, it's just there's just just big baby tears. This is so ironic. We literally were talking over dinner about his that SpongeBob was his 30th birthday party theme. That, that it was possibly it really the was. thing I've ever I was there. <laughs> I was there, right? I was there. You, you no were totally there because we traumatized Evan. Oh, that's <laughs> with right. blowing up SpongeBob. Oh yeah. So we his fired family a has cannon. A cannon. Yeah, <laughs> we fired a cannon at Sp- the SpongeBob pinata. <laughs> and, and Evan, who by the way was three, was he three, two, two, three, something like that. He was little. He was very young, <laughs> just came inside oh. crying, holding oh. pieces of a SpongeBob pinata and made smoldering. us bring it home. Yeah, just smoldering. <laughs> Luckily, he didn't touch any of the like burnt parts, but we had to put it in the back of my car. And it was not it was a stinky ride home because, by I the bet. way, uh, gunpowder. Uh, but powder does smell. <laughs> it yes, does. it does. There's no way around it. So 
what else we got? I have I have two more, but in case you guys have any other ones. No, you go ahead. Okay. So one of the other like I I'm really I'm obsessed with thinking about how to make crunchy games more approachable. So I was thinking like Scythe is a really unapproachable game, right? It is an extremely crunchy game. It takes forever. But my little Scythe, on the other hand, is fabulous. Utterly fabulous. Everybody loves my little Scythe. It's much mm-hmm. more approachable. So what if we did something like in between Scythe and my little Scythe, but make it Fortnite? Talking about Fortnite for a second, it really does surprise me that it hasn't been attached to stuff other than like Monopoly. Like it's, it's such true. a big brand that it really just I mean, surprised it's got me. Nerf as well, but I mean, but yeah, it's like it, it is kind of shocking that it just isn't a thing elsewhere. Yeah, it's weird. It really, is weird. Like, why isn't there a Fortnite cartoon yet? Like, uh, I guess it's because it's not the nineties. Probably because it's not the nineties. Yeah. If this were if this were just a few years ago, and by a few years I mean literally twenty. Um, yeah. That's that's a few. It's just a few. We would definitely have had three straight to VHS movies and a cartoon that ran for 18 episodes. Oh, certainly. After originally being booked for 26 and they canceled it midseason. Like that's what would that's what would have happened if it was in the 90s. So, no, I absolutely agree. Like a dudes on a map board game of Fortnite makes perfect sense especially that you would have to find some way to incorporate the circle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. I forget. So what that's why call. I thought like the, the whole, the whole in between thing where like, maybe it's a dudes on a map game that gets smaller and smaller and smaller until you're all stuck in the center. Somehow it could be like, even, um, what is it? Twilight well, I mean, Ethereum even where it's oh, like, man. you're in a, you're on that huge map and then it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. But, Anyway, Twilight Imperium is too crunchy. No one should play Twilight Imperium unless they're willing to like bleed for the game. You have to be willing to bleed for that game. That's crazy. Twilight Imperium is what's it? Two hours per player. Per player. Oh my Up goodness. To... Five player. <gasps> oh my goodness. It's a lot. That you sounds the, like so much. This, totally unrelated. Do you have the new version, like the new edition? Is that the one that you played? We have the new-ish. I think we have the new-ish version. I don't know if it's the new, new version, but it is definitely the, the mostly new version. They made a new version, Linda, that, uh, that streamlined it a little bit and cut it down from like two and a half hours a person. Oh, so that's only oh, two hours a person? It's only two hours a person. <laughs> only. Only. Uh, it, it's a little husband, much for me. <laughs> yeah, your it's husband and I have talked crunchy. about playing your husband and I have talked about playing an epic weekend-long game of Twilight Imperium with our other friend, JP. And you know we would do it. I could oh, see I you guys doing it. I could see that with lots of Mountain Dew. Well, I mean, now cool. I can have a Dorita. That's <laughs> true. Although, me playing having Doritas while playing a 10-hour-long strategy game would probably go poorly. We'll just pass it under your nose. That'll be plenty. Yeah, pass it under my nose. I can look at it. I'd be like LL Cool J having a piece of key- cheesecake. I just kind of <laughs> look at it. Every time I make that reference, people nobody ever laughs, Amanda. You're the first person that has ever laughed at that joke. And I make you that bit quite frequently. Um, Pretty good. I like it. Listen, and I'm just being super real. I just want to do on the map game, a la Scythe, or you know, really just name any war game that you would like where the, where the figs are Transformers and they transform. That's really what I want. Like, I just want... You know, make it scythe. That's fine, but I just want something 
that is a dudes on a map kind of game. And I desperately need a Transformers version of it. Oh, yeah, that could be really cool, too. I know that's the Transformers kind of dorky. card game is pretty fun and pretty interesting. The I mean, the Transformers uh, collectible card game. May it rest in peace. Yes. May it is, rest eternally in peace. I mean, we knew it was coming. We did. Pretty much as soon as it was announced. But like it was fun while it la- it was fun while it lasted. It was fun dreaming that another card game could actually survive in the Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon Magic the Gathering world. Um oh actually, you know what? The Final Fantasy game apparently is is still doing well. At least that's what Square Enix tells me every time I go visit their booth at Toy Fair. They're like, oh no, it's doing great. I don't know that I believe them, but like they keep showing up. I don't um, believe you. I don't believe you. I'm Ron Burgundy. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Uh, You're just Square Enix and you can do whatever you want, really. Uh, It's the the Final Fantasy brand. So it's fine. Yeah. So, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Way to fix things. Um, So, Linda, you got anything else? I actually, while we were sitting here, I had an epiphany. So I was sitting here looking at my games that are right behind the computer and I saw Downforce. And okay. Steve, you got me thinking of Star Wars. Oh. Pod racing. I want a lot down downforce style. Oh, that would be so good. Oh, Listen, that would be so cool. Can we say that pod racing is probably the best thing to come out of the prequels? Yep. Correct. <laughs> I think. Yep. I mean, I don't even dislike the prequels, but I just think pod racing is awesome. Pod racing, uh, pod racing is the greatest thing ever. And you can fight me with fisticuffs at dawn if you think otherwise. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I'm going to be real. at dawn. No, I'm being real with you. I don't know many people that uh, that dislike pod racing. It's true. Right. That's Most true. That the wasn't the complaint. Like, right. yeah, the, yeah. Pod racing was not the problem. Pod racing yeah. did its job and was it cool. Did. And, you know, so I listen, I would 100% play Downforce pod racing. Oh, my goodness. Because Downforce is brilliant to begin with. And it's then you put pod game. racing in it. Oh, man. That's really smart. How cool could that board look? That board would look pretty awesome. How about the little, like the, the figures? Cause the, cause my, one of my favorite parts of downforce and Linda knows this because I was at their booth yelling about it is the freaking race cars. (laughs) The, The having the various pod racers would be awesome. And considering how much of that game is built around just messing with your friends. It's, so it's really, set up perfect for that. I really dig it. Yeah, you could totally like block this one, and you know. And now that they've got the downforce expansion where you can jump, they've yeah. added that convention in that would fit in with the pod racing perfectly. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, it sounds like such a good idea. I want to play it now. Whenever we talk about these kind of things, whether we be making up new games or, you know, talking about licenses that we want to be mashed up with things, I always come out of these episodes like a little bummed because I know that the likelihood of being able to play these things tomorrow is is not at all. Right. Like I want to play all these games. And so but it's you know, it's always fun to to think about it. Everybody listening, we know our ideas are not the only ideas. I mean, we're pretty smart, but we don't think of everything. I would love it if you would head on over to the Engage Family Gaming community and share with us your thoughts. What 
kind of wacky and wild things are you hoping will get turned into a board game mashed up with a game that you already own or something similar? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So this is a little bit of a shorter episode, guys, but like we did it. That was episode 232 of the Engage Family Gaming Podcast. It's in the books. We did it. Congratulations. Hooray. Go us. Uh, so everybody listening, thank you for listening to the three of us. Just kind of throw some ideas at the board. Uh, I was curious to see what they came up with. And I'm not sure if they were curious about me, but I let them have it. I anyway. was. I wanted All to right, know well, what you were good. thinking. So everybody, I hope you have a great week. Amanda and I will be back next week to talk all about the PlayStation 5. Which because, we will have pricing for this week, hopefully. Because we will Ooh. actually be able to talk about it. And... I mean, is there a world where they don't tell us the price on Wednesday? There is a world. It is a very strange world. It is a world I don't think I want to live in, but it is a world that could. So it's possible. Is it like me playing in the NBA possible or is it like me buying tickets to a Celtics game possible? It's oh, gosh, I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to go on record saying either of those things. Okay. All right. Um, is it because you like is it because you don't want to make me feel bad that you don't think I could ever play in the NBA? Because no, don't worry I, about that. It's not that. I could never, oh, it's okay, not that. Good. I just don't know how impossible it is. It is mostly impossible, but not completely impossible. I think yeah, that's no? really cool. All right. Wait, okay. Yeah. What? Are you serious? <laughs> We're literally recording. Sorry. I was literally speaking. <laughs> I thought you were like doing the OG sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm leaving that in. Okay, leave it in. Okay. So, yeah, okay. So, it, more likely than not, we'll have pricing. Hopefully, we will have pricing and all sorts of other stuff, including maybe, maybe, are they going to maybe show me Final Fantasy 16? Maybe. I okay, hope so. Okay. Okay. Rumors. There are oh, rumors, are rumors that there's a Final Fantasy something, but we just don't know what it is. I'm praying in my heart for final fantasy 16 it's that but it's probably not going to happen because they don't because the universe doesn't want me to be happy right now (laughs) but so anyway we're gonna be back we'll talk all about all these shenanigans next week (laughs) and probably more but until then everybody have a great week and don't forget to get your family game on we'll talk soon bye now Bye. bye